Welcome to the Nightly Rant. I'm Mike. And I'm Toria. This is the show where we talk about the awful things that have happened in our day, the awesome things that have happened in our day, and all the things in between. Thanks for listening, and we truly hope you enjoy. Well, finally, it's working. Finally? Was it not working? Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't working. Oh, okay. I wasn't aware that we were having technical difficulties. Seems like it. <laughs> Hopefully it's solved now. Yes. It's, uh frustrating when the technology doesn't work the way it's supposed to. <laughs> kind of happens just a lot, doesn't it? Um, probably because we utilize technology six days a week for this and then seven days a week for our business. Yeah. I mean, it's bound to be a thing. <laughs> When you are, use something, it's kind of like if you drive a car a lot, you got to change the oil a lot more. Mileage or like number of months, whichever comes first. Interesting. So it's usually like 90 days or 3,000 miles, whichever comes first. Only 90 days? Yeah. If I had a car, I would most definitely not drive it that far in 90 days. So tell me something about you. I, it's been like 70 episodes. I think by now, our regular listeners have an opinion about each of us. Well, so now's our chance to tell them how we see ourselves and things that we like and dislike. Well, because I'm likely to say something inappropriate. What kind of thing should I talk about? Well, that's what I don't understand. Um, I was going to ask you a question and get you to answer it, and then you turn it around on me because you're you. I don't generally complain about questions. Well, I didn't want so tell us something. Tell us something that you like about your closest friends, plural. So it can be a generalized thing, like they all have a good sense of humor. And then explain why that's important. Well, they do all have a good sense of humor, so that's a thing. But you know what's interesting? None of them have the same sense of humor, or even really similar senses of humor. That's interesting, mm -hmm. because you got a nice, unique um, bunch. Well, yeah, and because I have such an odd sense of humor, they all overlap me a little bit. Did you do that by design? Not on purpose. Maybe grand design, but not like personal life choice design. So do you think it worked out that way because um, that was the only way you were going to get like the full spectrum of like, say, in this case, Good laughs. <laughs> are you saying? Are you saying that I have a niche for each type of funny 
And once the niche is full, there can't be two? Yeah, you're like those networking groups that they have where, oh, you know, you, you come out, hey, I got a networking group, come join us on Friday morning at, you know, whatever place at 11 a.m. And then it's like, you go there and it's like, well, they're only allowed to have one person in technology, one real estate agent, one printer, one plumber, one electrician. If they have one of those already and you're one of those, you're, you're allowed to join, but you have to go, they help you find a group close-ish close by that you'd be able to fit in. Well, that's lame. Yep. But you kind of you kind of handle your sense of humor that way. You, you have one spot open for each type of thing and that's it. Once you've got it, you're, it's full. You know what I don't have room for? <laughs> um, define that for us. People who, well, a specific definition is people who say they're like your bestest of friends and they kind of pretend like they fit into one of your humor niches, but then they turn out to be like a spine removing sack of shit. Hmm. I don't have room for those people. But who would, for real? I hope nobody. But unfortunately, as I said, they pretend like they fit one of your niche pe things, niche things, and then they worm their way in, and then they remove your spine. So you never know. Oh, so they're like a lingering virus that holds its payload back until a certain time, and then eats your soul. <laughs> With ketchup. Nice. Maybe some relish and onion. I guess if you're really into that kind of thing. Weird. So I don't know. For me, for me, I think that the common denominator is that they're either sarcastic or or they enjoy sarcasm a great deal. Or both. Or both. It is possible to have both. They're yeah, gonna I have, know. I've met myself. But they're going to have one or the other at the bare minimum. And Since you're the most sarcastic person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> is that true? Well, you may not be the most sarcastic, but you're definitely the best at it. <laughs> that's, um, that's a compliment. And I can say this safely because I don't think he listens to our podcast. <laughs> he? Yep. Who's he? The person that I've met that might be 1% more sarcastic than you, but he's not very good at it. Ah, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but that's, that's what I like, and I like it because you're right, because I'm like that. Right. So I get it when they say things. And then for some of them, they get me when I say things. Well, and they're also the type, some people get super butthurt when you sarcasm at them. Yes. And if you're a person who is a connoisseur of sarcasm, so to speak, you're not the type who's going to get sarcasm butthurt. Right. Sometimes it's kind of funny when they get sarcasm butthurt, but, yeah, but you I mean, but well, yeah, and, and that's just it. I like that type of friend, you know, that can kind of handle that. And usually what it also means, which is kind of interesting because it just dawned on me, 
usually means that they're the type of people who can take shit and deal shit back out. Right. And I like that too. Like I always tell people, right? What do I always say to people? If I'm not teasing you, it probably means I don't like you. Yeah, I've definitely heard you say that at least once. And think about it. I won't be specific, but in certain situations, if I don't really care for the person and they're like going on and on. Right. I will just say, huh. yeah, okay, thanks. And that's it. Just cut it off. I don't entertain it for ever pretending to be interested, you know? And so I tell people all the time, like, well, how do I know that, that you're, you're interested? Well, <laughs> I'm entertaining what you have to say. That's how you know. That's foreign to most people because most people lie. Yeah. Not in a mean way, of course, but they kind of um, hold back because they don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Well, but it's like on Bull. When he's like, the expert witness is like, you know, well, he, um, he had to be the one that did, did it. Well, but maybe maybe and he goes yeah maybe and then he's like or maybe he wasn't the one who did it there's two possibilities here and then and one doesn't just because some of one is true doesn't mean that none of the second one is false right and he talked him through it and it's like eye-opening you go whoa you know like we do jump to conclusions as human beings sometimes and I guess that's why I like people who can take the shit, but they can also dish it out. Have you seen Office Space? Yeah. Remember the guy with the jump to conclusions mask? Yeah. That just popped into my head when you said Yeah. But that's, you know, it's interesting when you think about when you examine why you like certain people. So, like, what's a food that you really like? Like, if... Okay, people always talk about how you lose weight is to eat, so I've kind of thought this through. The way you lose weight is to eat similar, similar food every meal because you're then in control of the calories because you know exactly what they are uh-huh. and you're in control of the macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fat because you know exactly what it is. So like if you're trying to do 40, 40, 20, and you find a meal that's 40, 40, 20, just eat it over and over and over and over and over and over. And if it's, and I'm going to tell you something, if it comes out that there's pizza is what it is that fits your macros and your calories, you could eat pizza every meal and guess what will happen? You'll lose weight. Okay. So the, the point is fine-tuning a situation okay. for each person. Okay. Does it make sense? Yes, but I think you lost your topic. No. You were going to ask me a question. So if you're still heading Well, I did ask you a question. I asked you about a food that you could just like live off of if you had to. And it wouldn't bother you. Well, you actually never spit out the question. So now okay, well, my apologies. <laughs> Does it have to be a healthy food? It can be any food that you would want. 
It is pizza, but it is a hard choice between multiple different kinds of pizza. Okay. That's interesting. And locations of pizza. And I think we discussed them all in our podcast that was So perhaps though, pizza. but perhaps though that would work anyway because you could just say pizza is okay and then that would be what you would eat. I don't but know, that's not interesting. All pizza would be okay. Well, no, but you could pick whatever pizza you want. It's all up to you. Nobody's nobody's saying we're going to hand you a certain type of pizza. Okay, I can respect it. We're giving you the control. We're just narrowing down what your choices there are, you know? You can't choose from every kind of food. You have to pick a certain type of food. For me, I have no clue what I would pick. Well, because you're one of those weird food is fuel people. Yeah, I mean, I'd probably, to be honest, because I like the taste, I would probably just eat hamburger meat for the rest of my life. See, I thought you'd go with, like, chicken wings or something. No, it's hamburger meat. With some ketchup, tastes so fucking good. And I can put different, sometimes I put pepper in the hamburger meat. Sometimes I put um, crushed red peppers in the hamburger meat. Sometimes I put garlic salt in the hamburger meat. Sometimes I just put straight up garlic in the hamburger meat. Sometimes I mix up little pieces of cheese in the hamburger meat. There's all so many ways to make the hamburger meat be a meal. That's my rant about hamburger meat. You know what's funny? Me? The thing that you just listed as like your number one mm-hmm. would be like my worst nightmare. Um, yeah. Well, yours kind of would be mine too. Yeah, it's too much cheese for you. Yeah. Exactly. I wonder if there was a food we could agree on that we could both eat until the end of time. I don't know. We would have to think that one through, I think. Yeah. So, it would probably be like chicken fingers or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like like ra- raves and canes or something. That's the thing. But what what about you? You have any questions that you can think of? Hmm. Now that we started the game? I didn't know I was going to have to ask a question. You know how I am when I get put on the spot. But you did know. Because we talked about how I would ask you a question and then you would ask me a question. Then I would ask you a question, and then you would ask me a question. So since we talked about that, you should know. Okay, so whether you actually know or not is another story. Piggyback off of your last question. That's fine. I'm legitimately curious. We talked about what kind of food you would food for the rest of your life. What kind of drink would you drink for the rest of your life? Wow, that's a great one. That. It's only great because the way I worded it. Is a great one. So I just have unlimited supply of one thing. One thing. Chocolate milk. (laughs) Until the end of time? Until the end. I would never get tired of chocolate milk. Never. And I'm going to tell you, like with sodas, number one, I get tired of soda in general. Um, Then number two, if it's Coke all the time, then I want like a flavored Coke. And then after I have the flavored Coke, it doesn't stick with me for very long like you like like the vanilla one and you get it over and over and over me i would get it i would get it i would probably drink like half of it and offer it to trade with you for the other half because i get sick of it that fast that's just me i'm not and i'm not bagging on people who like to do that i'm just saying we're talking about what happens to me right and that's what happens to me they get okay i tried it i'm sick of it now and i move on you know so that's why chocolate milk is the one thing i'm always up to have. I'm never 
ever, ever turn it down. But like someone could offer me sometimes a Mountain Dew. No, thanks. Don't feel like that today. Or a Pepsi. No. Because there's even days where I want a Coke, not a Pepsi, not just any old cola. I want a Coke. I know. We've gone inside McDonald's multiple times because you wanted a Coke. And it's just that craving, you know, that you get. And it's it's interesting, you know. So how about you? What would you what drink would you want? You know, I can't remember exactly what it was. I, I like because I tried so many of them from there, but it was one of the lemonades from Pyology. Oh, okay. I think it was the peach one. Okay. It me, but it it was one of them. Yeah. I mean, I've had a couple of their lemonades and they're very tasty, so I could see that. I might water it down a little bit sometimes because it's a little sweet. Yeah, but I could see why you would like that. Yeah. I could see why you would like that. That's good. That should be a very surprising answer when you know me because lemonade's not really my thing. Okay, then smartphone Uh or e-reader. To read from for the rest of time? Uh huh. Why aren't you giving me my favorite option? That doesn't, that's not allowed. It crowds the place up. She's talking <sighs> about hard b- covered books and paperbacks. Hard covered, just paperbacks. The hardcover ones hurt way too much when I drop them on my face. <laughs> and we both know how much I drop things <laughs> on my face. Anyway. Probably my phone. Me too. Because I really like, I really like when it's dark and I can turn it to black screen. Mm-hmm. And then I like, the only time I don't like it is when it's really, really sunny. But I also think of it this way. When you're bored of reading on your phone, you can go read on Facebook. Yeah. And read the news, whatever. That's There's times when I just, I've been reading for a while, my brain is going, and I want to kind of slow it down a little bit. I'll literally troll through Facebook looking for like news posts about things. It doesn't even matter what the hell it is. And I learned some weird random crap by doing that. But I learned. And it also then takes my brain and kind of winds it down a little bit. And then I can go to sleep. You know what's cool? Besides me? Yes, besides you. Mm-hmm. My Kobo, my, you know, yeah. Kindle, is slow as hell because it's from 2012. Mm-hmm. Um... It can go on Facebook. <laughs> That's pretty I cool. I have Wi-Fi, of course, because it's not, you know, data enabled. But yeah, it has a browser. You can go to websites. It's That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Your family does too, though. Yeah. Yeah. But the browsing is super slow. Yeah. I don't even waste my time because it wasn't meant for that. I know. You're. Do you remember like the old crappy dial-up internet and then it would load yeah. web pages in like bars so you'd get like a bar and then you get the next bar and then yeah. it was really slow? Yeah. That's how my Kobo internets. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. 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 So you know how we went on Saturday to my mini reunion? Yes. And remember the guy that was sitting next to me and the lady made the joke about him that she remembered him from high school, but he had much more hair then? Yes. His name is Kurt. Yeah. Today's his birthday. Happy birthday, Kurt. Happy birthday, guy I met on Saturday. (laughs) It's just 
know from Facebook that it's his birthday. And I know how much you like you wishing people. I know how much you like wishing people happy birthday. I that's what I'm saying. I know how much you like wishing people happy birthday. People, she did that just for you. She would never do that normally. Uh, I'm proud of her. I didn't write it on Facebook, so it didn't really break. I'm, I'm proud of her. Very proud of her. There's only like six people out of my 170 something Facebook friends. Yes, I know. I'm a loser. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. There's more that I remember their birthdays, but I don't really like them, so I don't ever wish them. So now anybody listening is going to wonder. Uh-oh. Happy birthday because she because she doesn't know my birthday or because she doesn't like me. Or both. Or both. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Yep. There's things that I've noticed lately about, in quotes, friends end quote, on social media lately that make you go, hmm. You're homing at people again? Yeah, just look and you go, hmm. Interesting. You used to like every single thing that I post. Now you like nothing that I post. Like you don't ever like anything I post, which means you probably unfollowed me. Didn't, didn't unfriend me, but you probably unfollowed me. I'm not stupid. I can figure this stuff out. Yeah. When it makes me chuckle. You probably posted too much during the election for that. It makes me chuckle. So I have to say, unfollowing somebody whose posts are irritating you, it's the adult way to handle it. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. But you, what I'm getting at is you notice those things because... <sighs> trends that were there swing like crazy and you notice it just as much as you notice when you have a new friend and you start seeing all of their stuff yeah well it becomes just as obvious because suddenly you realize hey how come i keep seeing so and so stuff which means they're seeing my stuff but yet they never like anything that i post must mean they unfollowed me and they don't see what i post things. I have a crap load of people who I've unfollowed on Facebook because they post things that piss me off or make me sad. Or I just don't like them. Uh-huh. Those things are true. Mm-hmm. Second thing, I got 17 friend requests from people in India today. That's interesting. <laughs> I have a feeling that I'm going to have to be very careful about who I accept on my friends list. You, my fine friend, need to utilize your restricted list. Yeah. Like if you're adding somebody and you're mildly suspicious of their motives. Yeah. Restricted. Yep. Because who knows what kind of BS is going to be pulled. Yeah. Like, you know those people who add you from miscellaneous networking groups and they're actually not complete douche-ads and have a conversation with you yeah. without saying you don't know how to network? Hi, Chevy. Um, they, uh, I, they send me a friend request eventually. And when I accept them,
when I accept them, they go straight into the restricted list. Because, ah. because I don't know if they're rapist or something weird or like... Well, or like now, or like now, spies. Right. I don't... Straight in the restricted list. Mm-hmm. And yep. then I'll see their posts for a while, and then I'll be like, oh, this person's kind of cool. And once I start, like, interacting with their stuff, then I feel like they're allowed to interact with mine. Interesting rule. Uh-huh. Restricted list. Hmm. I am the fascist of my friends list. Mm-hmm. You're entitled to be. It's your wall. Yep. That's why I have people unfollow. That's what I was going to say. I didn't finish my whole thought. There you go. Um, I have a crap load of people that I have unfollowed because their posts make me angry or sad. Or, or sad or, like or you don't like them. Mm-hmm. But who am I to tell them what they can post? Yeah. So, so you're controlling what you see rather than trying to control what someone else says. Exactly. Imagine that. Imagine that, though. You're... I just... <coughs> Liberty Revealed's coming out uh, probably tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I talk about the libertarian view on the economy. And I point out that everybody thinks we have a free market system, but we don't. And I talk about what kind of economic system we have in there. And similar, <laughs> very similar. Um, but the point is, in a true free market system, you get to decide who stays and who goes. And people go, oh, but you have to have regulations because you know big companies like Exxon will start polluting the ocean and then we'll have dead fish and blah, blah, blah. You know what I say to that? The consumer anyone, do their research. Anyone is a bad citizen including a corporation we vote them off the island we basically stop using their product if we don't buy exxon oil then guess what exxon oil goes out of business you're saying free market economy is only possible in a place where people are socially responsible yeah i think so i think that's the only purest way that it's going to work so that's that is why that is why no economic system is flawless. Mm-hmm. Because they're always dependent on something, on something. that will never be something that an entire country of people could agree on. It'll be it'll be snowball's chance in hell. But it'll be like more often than not kind of situation. So sometimes you have to pick what's more preferred and since the free market system allows for better um, growth in a business because they don't have to worry about so many regulations that hold them back. Yeah. Then it's probably the better route to go. I um I feel like there's some regulations potentially needed for a free market. For example, things about monopolies. Well, yeah, it's it's the government's job to make sure that our rights are upheld. But nobody's taking advantage. And then exactly now we're not and you know part of your rights one of your rights is to not be coerced, right? So if a big guy comes up alongside you and goes, "Look, either you're going to do this for us, or we're going to crush you like a bug," like the cockroach then, you then are, then the government steps in and says, "Uh-uh, you can't bully him like that. You need to knock that shit off." That's yeah. the government's role, 
as far as regulations. The government's role shouldn't be that I can't talk to that company because I'm small and they might take advantage of me. The government's right. role should be making sure they don't take advantage of me and allowing me to talk to them because if, if I give the better offer than even the larger company, I should get the business. So then, so then let me rephrase what I said a couple of minutes ago when I said that in order for free market to exist, or utopian free market as you know, you would yeah, the perfect want system. to refer to it if you were, if you were an economist, mm-hmm. you, people have to be socially responsible. So is it the job of the government to ensure people are being socially responsible because it would technically be breaking the rules if they weren't? The rules that they had set? Or is it the job of the government to promote that people be socially responsible to preserve the system that they like so much? I think it's to promote it. And you know what's interesting? Okay. Singapore. That's a place. They have campaigns. Like, they get tired of people putting gum underneath the seats on the public transit. So they had a whole, you know don't eat gum in public campaign mm-hmm. and they make it seem like <laughs> we're ho- we hope you see our point and you don't eat gum in public you know it's your choice $500 fine if caught eating gum in public they whisper the last part right of course and so a lot of people are under the impression that they made the choice not to eat the gum in public what they don't realize is the government coerced them into not eating the gum in public. I see. Okay, that is going too far. But saying to people, here's the education. If you do this choice, right, here's your three choices that you're faced with. If you do this choice, well, these are the risks. If you do this choice, these are the risks. Well, yeah, if, if you do these choice, these are the risks. Oh, and then by the way, here's the benefits of each one. Yeah, because we're going to add it to your fare. Right. Now, that doesn't sound like a fine, does it? It doesn't, does it? It no. sounds like they're giving you the it's choice. A maintenance fee. Yeah, and they're giving you the choice to say, hey, I want to chew my gum in public, so I'm going to pay the higher rate. Yep. It's the same reason, same concept as a toll road. Yeah. Okay, but. Here's the problem. Shit doesn't work. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, it doesn't work. You can you can try to make people pay for something, but ultimately they're going to look at the fact that the vast majority don't pay, and then it's going to be only like the most narcissistic people left that pay all the time. Right. Those who are focused on themselves and only themselves. Because like when I spend money, I have to think about how it impacts you, and both kids. Right. Because we don't want to have no money. Obviously. And I think there are some people, though, that don't even have that as a situation. So they're like, screw it. It saves me 20 minutes to go in the toll road. I'm paying the six ninety five. Me, I go, mm, $6.95, 20 minutes. I'll give up the 20 minutes. Yeah. You're just establishing your hourly rate for driving. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. And you look at it that way and you just kind of say, I'm going to make this choice. Right. I get it. But the government's role is just to make sure that you think through what your choice is. Right. 
provide you with the education to fully understand all of the options. And if you don't read the education to understand all of your options, and you step off of a cliff, that's on you. That's the, that's the way I feel exactly. It's the way I feel about the people out there. Like, you know, Austin was saying that someone parked in his spot today and he feels bad, but he, he's, it's 10 o'clock and he's going to have them towed away. And I said, you shouldn't feel bad. And he's like, well, I do. And I said, but here's why you shouldn't feel bad. There's notices all over the place not to park where you're not supposed to be. There's a big old sign that says no parking Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. The car pulled straight in, didn't back in, so it for sure saw that sign. And yet it's still there at 10 a.m. Therefore, they knew what the risk was. And you know what I would do if I thought I had a chance? He goes, well, maybe they forgot. Okay, that's possible. You could forget that. Oh, I'm supposed to move the car. I've gotten a ticket out on the street before because, oh my God, I forgot it was whatever day. You know, it's happened, all right? But what I would do if I was parked in the manager's spot I would put, I'm in apartment X, Y, Z, A, B. That way, if I forgot, if I thought there was any chance of me forgetting, well, the person who's supposed to park there could come and tell me, hey, dude, you got to move your car. Then my car wouldn't get towed away. Wow. That's also courtesy. You're parking in someone's spot. Let them know who you are. What if he comes here? They're actually pretty generous. Because they could just say never park there because he has to come back at night sometimes. He has to come back on the weekends and he never has a parking spot. I would think his spot would be always open. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's akin to that whole situation. Um, I would think that if you park there and there is a sign in full view that says, hey, dickhead, if you park here... And you leave your vehicle here after this hour, you'll get towed. That you're assuming the risk that your car will get towed, and you have no right to be mad. It's a hundred percent on you. And if you're too effing dumb to have looked around when you parked in a spot, then natural selection. Well, why do you think we've seen the tow truck company take pictures of the violation? You mean of the car that was parked in the fire lane right next to the "Don't Park Here, It's a Fucking Fire Lane" sign? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a comedic picture all in and of itself. Yeah, that guy should, should post that shit on the internet. He should put that on the Facebook group for the for the apartment building. The he should put it on the on she the apartment building's um, page. Yeah, next time I see one parked in the fire lane, I think, I think I'm going to take a picture. <laughs> and I'll post it on our apartment building page. <laughs> but I'll be nice. I blur out the license plate. Yes. There's no need to actually shame people. The only person who'll be ashamed is the person who recognizes their car. Well, that's what mortified me about what that lady told me in the messages was there was two things about what she said that well, three things about what she said to me in our group today that really bothered me. One was that someone would contact her by private message and harass her and not actually comment in the comment thread. And like, here's the other point. I thought about this. Someone's going to say, well, she wasn't responding, so I decided to talk to her directly. Well, you're violating her rights. She has a right not to respond. She has a right to stay silent and not say anything else. Right. She doesn't have to answer you. you. And by you coming at her, now you're becoming a bully. Yeah. So that argument isn't going to fly. But that made me kind of frustrated that someone did that. And the other thing was when she was saying that 
people were shaming parents by posting pictures of their kids and making fun of them. I want to know what group that is because I want to go in there and ream people, like seriously. Yeah, that's kind of disgusting. Yeah, like that's wrong, man. That's totally wrong. And I was mortified because at first she was trying to say it was our group, and I was like, oh, that that doesn't happen. We do not allow that. Yeah, that would fall under the don't make people butthurt rule. Yeah, that's really bad. But the way that whoever it was that private messaged and harassed her made me add a freaking sentence to my rules. Yeah. Well, yeah, because again. Now I'm butthurt. But again, that's why we only have the one rule. We don't want to have to be enforcing a bunch of rules because we're all adults. So like we just talked about, we can have a limited rule society if you all police yourselves. So use your brain and realize that while, yes, you have every right under the sun to private message anybody you feel like, it's why the feature exists. If they intended for the platform to only allow private messages to people you're friends with, you'd have to friend request someone first. Let's face the facts, okay? Right. But the fact that you don't means it's designed to be used that way. So you have every right to send that, but then you have to think about your interaction that led you up to trying to send that message. And if you ask someone a question, and then you follow up later and say, hey, you never answered my question, and they ignore you and don't answer either one, that means they don't want to talk anymore. So you should not exercise your right to message them because by exercising your right to message them, you're infringing upon their rights. So you should stop short of that. Um, though I think about it more, and I didn't really add a new rule so much as I added a, if you private message and harass people, it will fall under the bugger rule. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, we, what you did was you covered up a loophole that was there. Yep. I'm going to I'm gonna make people butthurt on purpose, but I'm going to do it privately because it doesn't say anything about that. Right. No private butthurting. So? Well, yeah, it's rude. Hurt people's butts on your own time. But it's rude. It's like what I used to say to the other group admin was, hey, I say how I feel about someone. And how much I hold back depends on how rude they've been to me up to that point. 100% proportionate to that. If you've been completely rude to me, I am going to completely let you have it. Yeah. You got what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to give one hell about whether you're insulted by what I say or not at that point. But if you've only been like, 5% rude to me, but then I might just be 5% not caring whether you're butthurt or not. Right. It's proportionate. So, people treat each other fairly and equally, then people won't be stepping on each other's feelings ever. You know what I have to say, though? The last couple of days, there have been a lot of posts in our group. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of those posts came from anger. Mm Mm-hmm. Directed it. Someone annoying. And there was a lot of really hurtful things said about certain people, and some of the people that there was hurtful things said about are in our group. And only one person got butthurt, and it was because she was. And it was a, and it well, and it was partial confusion too. Yes. And that was I dealt with, involved. and that was dealt with. That I reached out to her. Right. And it was dealt with in a professional way, 
and she appreciate it actually told me that she appreciates me and what we do in the group so right and enough said enough said no no need to pat anyone on the back we did what we were supposed to do and she acted like an adult that's what she's supposed to do and I, everyone was adults we're good i kind of compare that with okay crazy person yelling obscenities on at you on the street you walk away crazy person comes into your house and continues yelling obscenities at you you get a little freaked out and probably call the police yeah shoot him, depending on who you are mm-hmm. what you like to do for fun agreed so coming you're like assaulting somebody in the group is one thing they can turn off notifications for the post and they can walk away you come into their private message you're officially causing you're trying to break into their house exactly i don't appreciate that that's not okay yeah and that's what's funny it's actually in my opinion worse to do that and remember something remember something when I was in that group, I never, ever did that. That's my whole point. I used to say, hey, at least I'm upfront and honest about how I feel about somebody. Right. And then and then she would say, you know, oh, well, it's disgusting, blah, blah, blah. It should be, you should send a private message. To me, the private message is way more intimate. I way mean, more intimate. It's one thing, like, I've seen you have a couple of discussions where you both, like, mutually agree that you're going to take it to private message because it doesn't need to be in public. Correct. And that's different because you're being invited. You're not... Right. You're not being forced. Right. But yeah, I, I would call it very similar to somebody breaking into... It's creepy. Breaking into your personal space. Yeah, it's creepy. They're going where they don't belong right. and where they weren't invited. And that's how I feel about the weird friend request people do. Well, and then it's like, well, yeah, it is. That whole approach is like really creepy to begin with. Right. And also, when you think about it, not very common with normal people. Normal people don't tend to just randomly message somebody. I can see, you know, let's say, I don't know, let's say you were single and you and you had Katie as your friend and you lived here. Okay. And someone else who kind of lives maybe, I don't know, in San Francisco is also friends with her. And so every so often he'll make a comment and it makes you laugh so you say something funny back and you guys kind of chit chat on there. One day, if he's interested, he's going to private message you. Right. But that is at that point should not feel creepy because you know who this person is. And they're essentially saying to you, hey, I'm taking this discussion to a new level. Right. I don't disagree with you at all. Yeah. So, However, there you go. However, the direct opposite of those are those weird, creepy-ass scammer people that are like, Hi, I came across your profile while I was doing a random search, and now I want to fly to America and stick my dick in you. <laughs> right. Like, that's, just, that's how creepy they get right away. They may not use yeah. the language, but it's first ten messages they've invited me to see their penis. Yeah. No. Yeah, I know what you mean. Not even once. It's not okay in my world. Yep. Yep, yep. I once had, gosh, it has to be like in the last six months maybe, I had someone on Instagram just start (laughs) randomly like messaging me and all, I mean, I literally went back through this conversation at the end of everything and tried to figure out, did I do something wrong? Right. (laughs) And literally my answers were like, yes, no, nope, never heard of that. Oh, thanks. Yep. No. 
So does that sound like I was even remotely interested in talking to the person that was talking to me? No, but I was trying not to be rude. It would be like if you were a celebrity and someone was con and you were managing your Facebook profile and someone was Facebook messaging you. For a while, you're going to be nice about it. And you're just going to be like, you know, back and forth, but you're going to keep it short because you're hoping the other person gets the idea that I'm being nice to you. You might want to stop bugging me. Right. And so I kept doing that. I kept doing that. I kept doing that. I kept doing that. And then all of a sudden it happened. You know, the whole, did you miss me today? What are you talking about? Did I miss you today? I don't even know you. Well, we've been talking for like five days. If And I actually said, well, if that's what you call what we've been doing. I mean, if you say to me, so, you're wearing a red shirt and holding a green pillow, and you think that I haven't noticed this. Isn't that correct? And I go, yep. And then you go, well, I did notice your green pillow that you were holding up against your red shirt because I am very observant. Don't you know that I'm observant? Nope. Didn't know that. That's one majestic pillow there. But are you getting what I'm saying? Like, you're going on and on and on and inter trying to interact with me, and I'm just going, nope, yep. Does that give you the confidence to think that maybe I'm thinking about you when you're not talking to me? I don't think so. Scammers don't get the hint. I don't think so. Well, yeah, it's, f excuse me, it's bleeped up. You said excuse me, and then you bleeped yourself. What is wrong with you? <laughs> well, I could have said it and then just bleeped it in the show. Bleep out my bad words today. I might, oh. so I can keep my PG rating. Nah, you gotta have once in a while an explicit episode. <laughs> Look at the dog. Next time. I think we need to do what the dog's doing: going to sleep. <laughs> we could have an entire podcast about the like. 984,000 words that I could say that you would bleep out. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right about that, too. You're right about that. I would have to plan it, though, because I can't always come up to come on the spot. <laughs> You'd have to plan ahead? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Anyway, that's enough about us. Yeah, I think so. We can, we can explore more topics on another show, but this was good for tonight, and it actually sparked some good conversation, so it makes me happy. Okay. Good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Hi, everyone. This is Mike, and I truly hope you enjoyed this show. You're able to subscribe to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher so as to never miss an episode. If, by chance, you did miss an episode here or there, you can catch up on all shows, past and present, by heading over to yogispodcastnetwork.com forward slash TNR show. Thanks for listening.